Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Just another well, Friday here. Well, well. Just a little NFC North action last night. Oh, that was good. That was good. Old Winter is thought- coming. Yeah. Can, can I give you like the uh, like my perspective from just years of, of seeing the Lions? When you grow up in Columbus, Ohio, you're obviously aware of like some of the teams around you. You play for the Browns. You you uh, you have a preseason game against them. All that. Um, the way the game started, I kind of thought to myself like this is that moment you ended Green Bay's season last year, and it was kind of like ships passing in the night. Like this this Lions team's becoming something. Right, especially when you end any chance or hope of the Packers into the playoffs. And I was like, the the Lions team are becoming something. They were the betting favorite to win the division coming into the year. And then I'm like, well, last night, though, that's the night you got to do it. Like, if you want to be at the top of the NFC North, you have to go into Green Bay. You have to go to Lambeau Field, and you got to find a way of getting a win. And that first series, the interception, uh, interception that Goff threw, I was like, oh, here we go again. Here, all the hype, all this excitement, oh, everything no. else. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> and then the defense comes out. And the defense gets some stops. They get a hold. They, they, they force a field goal. And then you watch that next drive, and the Lions go right down the field and answer with a touchdown. Next drive, right down the – I believe that Love got picked off the next series. And then they go right back down the field, touchdown. It's like 14-3. I'm going, okay, this is different. This is different. This is not the old Lions. This is not what we thought. This is – what everyone had talked about before the season, them becoming, they're here. And it was, it's pretty darn cool to see, man, an organization that has not gotten there. And I, I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm making too much of one game, but that's how I saw the beginning of this game. And once it started taking place, I was like, okay, this, this is different. It feels different. The Lions are legit right now. Hey, uh, Jonas. Yeah. Q sounds very excited about 
the Detroit Lions, man. Like, super excited. Yeah. Well, how could you not be? Hey, I'm excited about football. I mean, listen. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, that was a great segue because that's what I was feeling like. You are excited about the Detroit Lions, but you are also excited about football. That's what I was thinking in my head. And that's why I was like, like Jonas, like, he's super excited. Yeah, he definitely you know? is. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. appropriate considering that. It uh, is appropriate. I'm looking yeah. at, let's see. Yeah. It's, uh, what, what are you looking at? Let's see. It's September 29th. Is uh, what is September 29th? Oh, I know what, what you're getting at. What? 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 What was I getting at? It's a football Friday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Come, come on. on. Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Detroit. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. The big dog. The big line. Go Detroit Cam. Store. Roar. Yeah. Roar. Yeah. Roar. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 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 Detroit. Uh-huh. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, yeah. M&M, yeah. come on, yeah. D12, come on, yeah, come on, Sam, cut that, man, come on, come on, let's get real with it, let's, let's, let's do this, let's do this, Sam. Let's old school. Yeah! Friday yeah. night is a football Friday. Yeah, good Brady. Football Friday. I don't like that. I like that. You guys know that. I do not like this version. Hands behind the head. I like that. Montgomery. Yeah, it is a football Friday here on Two Pros. I don't like this version. (laughs) I don't like it. I'm I'm, I'm not down with that version. I'm out. By the way. That's like like when Usher comes out for the halftime show. You know, he's, he's playing all his hits. And the I'm next out. thing you know, you got like a, country, a country band that comes out after. Like, uh, yeah. Hmm. Just trying to What's wrong with that? Wow. Trying to force it in. I like country. I like, you know, hip hop, R&B. But and I it, like it's like, you ever heard, you ever heard what you call, you ever heard of what you call country and rap together? It's called What's crap. It called? Yeah. It's not, it's not oh, good if you wow. combine them both. You got to appreciate them separately. You know, some people yeah, that's, say that's, that. That's fair. Some people say the, uh, the C in rap is silent. You know, that's what I've heard. Is that right? Yeah, some people that aren't fans of rap music, they say the C is silent. Um, you know my favorite part of the game last night? The final mm. touchdown drive for the Detroit Lions. They just pounded the football and just said, yeah. we're going to give it to David Montgomery as many times as humanly possible. Oh, third and long, we're going to give. We're gonna run the ball. Oh, fourth and short, we're going to run the ball. The field goal and, and the uh, personal foul call on the field goal, they get the ball back, and they just grind it down, and that game was a wrap. And I'm calling it right they, now. They that, stole their soul. That division is a wrap. The NFC North is no, a wrap. No, no, I don't know about that. There's way too much time. I mean, think about it this way. The Vikings haven't played a divisional game yet. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of football left to be played. I just, I don't think we should count out Green Bay. I really don't. I think they're young. You shouldn't count out anyone. It's too early. I don't count out Green Bay. Yeah, I don't. And, and they're wounded, you know. Christian was just getting back. Aaron Jones was just getting back. I mean, there were, it was limited contributions from them. I thought I thought Jordan Love actually, under the circumstances, you know, being under duress a little bit, you know, dealing with, you know, just. I mean, they were they were pretty relentless up front, Detroit. I, I well, thought they, that they Jordan have, Love handled it. They didn't have Bakhtiari. That was that's, yeah, that's going to hurt them for yep. a while not having him. They were banged up on the offensive line. So very true. Yeah. But I, I'll say this though, in that in that win, while I felt like it was very impressive for the Lions to to play the way that they did, my my question coming out of the game, based off of what you just said, Jonas, 
if they get up against a team that is stout against the run, and they will get up against some teams that are stout against the run, can they do it in the air? Can they can they win it throwing the ball? And to me, that's still that wasn't a question that was answered for me last night because it didn't have to happen. Like Goff made some good throws. Goff always is known to make some good throws. Uh, you know, I think he can do it in the air, but can he do it at a high enough level where they can win games where they're going to have to to utilize passing the ball to win? That was my like. I was impressed. I don't think I don't think I saw anything that I didn't expect out of Detroit in this game. I, we said it in the show. We detailed it. They're going to come out and they're going to impose their physical will against Green Bay. That's that's what we talked yeah. about. That was going to be the game plan, and that's exactly what they did. But if you get up against a team that can stand up and match what you're doing up front, can they win it in the air? And I think that that was yeah, you know I, I impressed, they, they, very impressed though. Yeah, they've. They've proven in the past that they can do it. You'd be hard-pressed to find a quarterback that's playing better football than Jared Goff since week 13 of last year. I mean, people tend to forget. What were they, 1-7 at one point last year? Yeah, they were bad. And then they ripped off that stream of that string of wins. And I mean, they should have been a playoff kinda, team last year if the Seattle sure, win sure. going into that final right. game. Like, they, they had nothing yeah. to play for and still whooped that ass in Green Bay. Whooped that ass. Yeah. Dude. I mean, but the, the greater point is that, like, I don't think you can count anyone out or say it's a wrap right now. There's too much football left to be played, and especially within the division, which, you know, ultimately you may only get one team out of, the, out of this division. So that's kind of why I say, like, this is a tight division. You know, the Packers are now, what, two and two? And is that? I don't think that was their first division game, was it? Uh, yes, I think no, so. No, no, they yeah, beat the their first game. Their first game. Yeah, well, they had the bye week, the week, week one against the Bears. They had the bye week. So they're they're one and one now in the division. The Vikings haven't even played a divisional game. You got the Lions now. I have to go back and look at their divisional matchup. But I just they're right now the most physical team up front in in that division, and I think that's what's winning in the NFL. Like when you talk to NFL general managers. They'll say, like, hey, man, if you got a quarterback, it's such a luxury because then you could do exactly what Philly did, what San Francisco has done. Like, look at the formula. What have both of those teams done in the draft for years? They should go draft first-round defensive linemen. I mean, for real. That's how you build it up to the point where, like, if you want to find the quickness weakness to every single team, you go have some maulers up front, and you just can't find good enough linemen that can hold up enough. So even when you've got a quarterback, doesn't matter. If you don't have a line to protect him, you're going to be facing some of the best teams that have these maulers up front, and they'll get after it. So kudos to the Detroit Lions and the way they've kind of started to build this roster too. Obviously having a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, you saw his impact in last night's game, but that's the formula right now, man. You can build up those O-line, D-lines. You're going to be consistently good for a while. Now there was a tale of two coaches, a lot of different, uh, just a differing in moods following the game. Now, do you want to hear Dan Campbell just talk very positively? Or we, or yes. we can hear, all right, so we'll hear Dan Campbell first because then we've got a red ass on the flip side of that. So let's listen to the Lions head coach. That was outstanding. You know, that was that was a fun one for the guys. And, uh, you know, I really, it, it was a total team effort, you know, and, and it's easy to go through here. And uh, it's actually not easy to go through here and start picking out individual players. There's a ton of guys that played really well. But, you know, I, I didn't realize this, but that was David Montgomery's first time to get a win against the Packers. So that that's pretty impressive. And then and uh, three touchdowns. Uh, first time that we've had a Lions running back that's gotten that. Lambo, so that's pretty impressive. 
So there it is. Uh, just sticking a knife in the heart of Bears fans, reminding them that yeah, David Montgomery had never had a win against the Packers uh, and goes into Lambeau Field as a member of the Detroit Lions. So there was that. And then there was Matt LaFleur, who was uh, not happy as he walked out of the tunnel to start the second half because of the way the game started. And so he was asked about it by local media there in Green Bay. And this is how that interaction took place. It happens when you have a to cause a first half like that where you just you couldn't you got nothing. Pete, I mean we got our ass kicked. If I knew it wouldn't have happened. Matt, they didn't blitz until um, the that, last. That's a BS question, man. <laughs> it's not. Dang. Not happy at all. Dang. I mean, listen, he's just asking a question. What crawled up and, and died up in his <laughs> but, but don't you think there's there's elements, though, of like, I mean, now the decision they made years ago is is confronting them, right? Like they Uh-oh. chose to draft the guy to replace Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, this, you this comes say with the territory. Comes with the territory. This comes with it. Yeah, like, like this is the, the – and by the way, other Green Bay Packers front office executives and coaches have had to go through this before. Because when they drafted the guy to replace Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, they also had to go through this. And, and if you go back and look at that first season, it was a difficult season for those that made that decision to then buy into that decision. Because it wasn't like they were a bunch of world beaters. They didn't make the playoffs. They, you know, Rodgers played okay that year. Were they six It was the next 10? year where things – yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And it that. was the next year where they really they excelled and, went, and moved forward. So th- this is where they're at. It might be a year where, again, you miss the playoffs, but this time with Jordan Love, and you again, you hear those doubters and you hear all that. They've just got to stay focused on the long term. Like getting, finding a solution at left tackle, and that's not to say David Bakhtiari is not the solution when healthy, but he's almost never healthy anymore. You know, they've got to find some pieces offensively to get this team that's consistently play at a certain level. Like it was great to see Aaron Jones back and Christian Watson back. But those, this is their first time being able to come back. So I just – that's where they're at right now. The, the Packers, they're not in rebuild mode, but they're trying to re-kind of shape how this team's going to operate and move forward with Jordan Love as their quarterback in order to win an NFC, NFC North title. And, you know, it, it, might, it might take another year. Like, it, it's not going to be able to happen right now, right away, given at least what we watched last night. Oof. I, I, I don't know that they're not in rebuild mode. They might have. They might not have a choice but to be in rebuild mode. I think it's going to. It's too early to say if they where they are to me technically, but it could play out where they go up. They start trending up, and they have the talent to do so. But it could also trend down, and and I'm not. I'm not certain. If, if Watson can get healthy and can establish himself as that, you know, that number one, like that true weapon that that Jordan Love can depend on. If Aaron Jones can can stay healthy, what's the, I'm, not, I'm not certain what's going on with Dylan. What's what's the deal with Dylan? I'm not sure about that situation. Is he still hurt or is he like is he not a part of the, the rotation anymore? I don't. But for me, if if. If I don't see some of the the stars that we've come to know do some of the things that they need to do in order for this team to take a, a definitive step forward from from the loss of of Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback's position, I don't know that they're not in a rebuild 
state. I mean, Romeo, and, Romeo Dobbs has played well. Like him and Jordan Love have a certain little something I, I, going I like there. Dobbs, but Dobbs is, do y'all look at Dobbs as a number one? No, but I think it's developing. I just I look at it and I go, they were not a playoff team last year with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to take time. I mean, like the, for Packers fans, if the expectation was, well, we expect to be in the postseason this year, it's like, okay, well – then that's not being realistic. And on the Bakhtiari stuff, and I'm not, I'm not basing, I'm not basing saying rebuild off of if they make the playoffs this year. It's a daunting task. I, I don't care if you're Peyton Manning, and you're or Tom Brady, and you're replacing Aaron Rodgers. That's a daunting task for anyone. If you're Brady Quinn, that's a daunting task no, for anyone to. St- Shh, I almost cursed. You almost <laughs> you made me about? curse. Essing yeah, me. What the hell are you talking about? You're essing me. It's a very daunting task to have to do that. And then not to mention that there's the whole legacy of what the quarterback position has represented in Green Bay. So it's I think that he's he, I think he's handled it very well. But I still I, I'm, I'm not basing it off of making the playoffs this year. I'm basing it off of. Can these guys develop into what we've seen from a Jordy Nelson or a Greg Jennings or, you know, a Jones? Can, can they can we see what, you know, does somebody look like Amon Green or like, I need yeah. to see the offensive line yeah. look look better. I well, need to see those the, things before I say they're not rebuilding. Well, I, I think, again, they've got a rash of injuries coming into it. If you saw the injury report, you know, Bakhtiari yep. was going to be out. Uh, Jenkins yep. was on the injury report. Zach Tom in the injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a bunch of guys banged up. Um, and it, we didn't really and know Watson Jones. Watson were limited. And Watson. Yeah, yeah they, they, they ended limited. up playing, though. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but Dylan, A.J. Dillon, your point, he's fully healthy. It's just He's not been able to provide them the burst, I think, that they were hoping for out of the backfield. I mean, there's, mm. there's nothing wrong with him. I, I think there you know, was uh, some trade rumblings with him as well, too. Before the season, yeah, there was some stuff out there. Yeah. So maybe he's falling. And, and these, it's, it's interesting because it always goes back to he was a second round pick. Remember, and and these were the sorts of decisions that the front office made when. Remember, we were clamoring for them to draft a wide receiver. I yeah. mean, and this was one of the picks they went with. Instead, I believe in the twenty twenty draft. Like when you go back and look through the front office decisions of the Green Bay Packers in those drafts and where they could have been spending some of those picks and that draft capital, it's pretty telling, man. Like, I would say Rodgers actually helped make up for some of their, I don't want to say misses, but I'll say some of the decisions of, of pieces that really they either didn't need or didn't need as badly as other spots. And, and this is, again, going back to the initial point a couple moments ago, this is what happens when you move on from a future Hall of Famer. And this, and they made they made these decisions. They made this bed. They've got to lay in it now. And and you're watching other teams like the Detroit Lions, who I think have have been more focused on how they've built their their fronts on each side of the ball, uh, move past you right now in the division. And that's going to happen. But they they've got to really, I think, look inside themselves and look into this next draft and free agency and figure out you know what their needs are. I don't. I personally don't feel like it's a rebuild. I think they've got they've got to reshape what this roster looks like with Jordan Love now moving forward. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends with you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! So last week, we launched the debut of a segment we don't have a name for yet. Trying to put together some bells and whistles and get everything dialed in for uh, one Braden Quinn as he looks around the top 25 of college football. Now, you got four games you want to take a look at this weekend there, BQ? Yeah, four games where you've got two teams in the top 25 squaring off. Actually starts off tonight, but I'll I'll let you kind of get into it first. Okay, so uh, so we are still uh, developing a segment title for it. I'm calling it Quinn's Wins. 
but Gordon's you know, I like that. yeah, I mean, there's there's that. Um, it's kind of a play on the T-shirt we saw in Dublin, where the uh, the woman had the shirt that said "I would sin for Quinn," you know, kind of a rhyme oh. on the last name. So wow. there, there was oh, that wow. that was out there. Yeah, that was floating around. It's a fun shirt. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. a fun shirt. There was a lot of shirts back in the day. Yeah. There were a lot of shirts. I don't know why she grabbed it from sin. my bag, but she did. You said it says "sin with Quinn." Uh, I would sin for no, Quinn. No, I would sin for Quinn. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The, the problem is nice. my last name Knox rhymes with too many uh, things that are a little yeah. bit about. Yeah, so not that yep. I can go with on a shirt yep. there. So people won't get creative there. But nonetheless, uh, we will come up with a name at some point. But forget the name and forget all that other fun I mean, stuff. I mean, you could do a shirt in the box with Knox. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's just not real. That's not Knox realistic. In the box. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be realistic. I, you know, I love I'm it. I'm just saying. It, it rhymes. Yeah, there, it's true. It definitely okay. is true. All right. Um, all right. But right, all right. <laughs> right now, without further ado, take it away, BQ. All right, we're going to kick off our four-game action here tonight on FS1, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Utah is headed to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Utah, the number 10 team in the country, despite the fact that Cam Rising, the starting quarterback, has yet to start a game this season. Nate Johnson did a great job last week in Utah's win over UCLA, but it was more importantly the ground, uh, I should say, that the, the ground attack, running game, and then the rush defense was stout versus UCLA. They're going to have to be up for the task again. Again, this is a more complete Oregon State team. Granted, coming off a loss last week in Pullman, Washington, but DJ Uyunglele has been transformed a bit. Fenwick, the running back, is one of the best in the Pac-12, and Oregon State's defense is as good as it gets. The line initially started at three points. It's crept up now to four and a half. I think there was speculation that maybe Cam Rising would be back for this one. Some of those uh, some of those doubts are starting to creep back in, like he might not be there. And I'll remind you, this is a Utah team. They're 4-0, top 10 in the country, dead last in the Pac-12 and throwing the football. They need their quarterback back. I'm not so sure it happens. That being said, though, I'll take the four and a half points. You don't bet against Kyle Whittingham uh, the way he's coached up this team this year. All right, next on Saturday, we've got a matchup between Kansas, who's 4-0, number 24 in the country. They're headed to Austin to take on the Longhorns, who are also 4-0, sitting at number three, obviously after their big win versus Alabama a couple weeks ago. This is an interesting matchup. This Texas team is different. They're poised to win the Big 12. They're poised to go to the college football playoff and, and finally break through and, and answer that question of if Texas is back. <clears throat> the problem is this Kansas team is feisty. Jaden Daniels, at quarterback, is a true playmaker. Lance Leipold and his coaching staff have been creative. And if you'll recall, the last time Kansas came to Austin, it was a 57-56 shootout, I want to say, in the overtime. Kansas shocked everyone, shocked Texas, won the game. That's not the case here though this line is 16 and a half points it's going to be different in the trenches because texas is a more physical team their defense has been extremely stingy i think texas walks away with this one you lay the 16 and a half points next up lsu taking on old miss in oxford lsu number 13 in the country after the loss earlier this season uh, and old miss to florida state and old miss uh, number 20 uh, coming off a loss that most recently against Alabama last week. It's really going to come down 
down to if LSU can replicate what they saw from Alabama last week, stopping the rushing attack, uh, Quinshawn Junkins for Ole Miss, putting this game on Jackson Dart's shoulders. I don't know that they have the same explosiveness in the passing end they've had in years past. I think LSU is starting to find itself. Jaden Daniels, four touchdowns just a week ago. Logan Diggs has come out the running back spot for them, too. He's kind of uh, emerged as the go-to guy. And defensively, LSU hasn't been perfect, but I think they can match up well enough versus Ole Miss. LSU is given two and a half on the road. You lay those two and a half points. And finally, my Notre Dame fighting Irish coming off a disappointing loss last week to Ohio State. They head to Raleigh to take on Duke, number 17 Duke, who's 4-0 right now. And a lot of people remember their big win over Clemson to start the season. This Duke team can absolutely get after it. Uh, one of the best defensive teams in the country. They can run the football. And that includes their quarterback, Rodley Leonard. But for Notre Dame, uh, I think you saw the potential of how good they can be. This is a good defense. This is a team that can run the football. And really, to me, I think there's mismatches on the outside, too, in the passing game where Sam Hartman is going to be able to utilize freshman wide receivers, Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores. So Notre Dame fighting Irish are given five and a half on the road, but you lay those five and a half. The undefeated season for Duke comes to an end. All right. And there's your little four-game preview. How about that? A little bounce back for the Fighting uh, Irish. I would have been a little more worried had they won that game. Maybe that's one of those hangover games. But given the atmosphere it's going to be, um, you know, game day will be there. They are going to be extremely fired up. I think it's a pissed off team, to be honest with you. Like This is a Notre Dame team that's pretty fired up about um, and, and disappointed in how last week transpired. Now, we're going to talk with Albert Breer coming up next hour, and I know you know, obviously him being an Ohio State blowhard and you being a Notre Dame alum, that's going to go sideways probably at some point as we got the preview going uh, the couple of weeks leading up to the game. Here's what I don't want him to lie about, and I'm sure he will. Is he was texting me because he was at a bar. He's like, dude, it's like 60 40 Ohio State fans, man. <laughs> yeah, and then right. I got in the stadium and I'm looking around. I'm like, yeah, at best it's 80 20. And so if he comes on here and says anything other, and hopefully if our listeners are still there by the time he comes on, you will literally hear, like, you're going to hear a lie. You will hear a, a, a lie told on national radio because there was not that many Ohio State fans. It was definitely loud at times because of the Notre Dame fan base there. So I, I can't wait for this lie to transpire at some point later on the show. I could see Ohio State fans dominating a stadium just about anywhere except for Notre Dame, Michigan, Penn State. And is there anyone else that Ohio State wouldn't travel and outdo the, the home fan base? Like those three feel like those Maybe are the ones. Maybe Iowa lose City. To. Maybe Iowa City. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, yeah, but it'd be hard to tell because they're both red. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Alabama. Yeah, now, upon further review, yeah, there's there's at least a few teams uh, that Ohio uh, State would not draw. I mean, yeah. Alabama's not. But. Yeah. Um, but now, who gave it to you the worst uh, throughout the course of the week or after the game? Was there any uh, any a-hole back home who was, like, rubbing it in after uh, after that game went down? Brady Quinn? Um, no one really rubbing it in. I mean, people seem to be perplexed by like my take on Ryan Day. They're like, how could, why are you so critical of Ryan Day? I'm like, I mean, is me calling his reaction bizarre critical? Like, is everyone in this world that flipping soft? Where like, you can't look at how a coach reacted in that moment and look at it and go, that was odd. Like, that was bizarre. Because I, I'll be honest with you, I'm probably like many other people 
I, I didn't hear what Lou Holtz had said. Nor and then once I went back and watched it, I go, "That's offensive." Like, if you really go back through all the losses that Ryan Day has lost in his tenure at Ohio State, only one time, only one time, all right, have they been outrushed and haven't been able to stop the opponent running the football. Have they won? That was Clemson. That's the only time. Other than that, if they haven't won the ground attack. All right, and they, if, you know, if they haven't rushed for more yards and their defense and stopped, like they've lost those games versus Bama and um, who, you know, Georgia or whoever, Michigan, whoever you want to throw in the conversation, they've lost those games. And by the way, that doesn't that doesn't just stop with Ryan Day, like the Iowa Purdue losses that Urban Meyer faced, but they, they lost the rushing attack of both those games. And so it's like everyone attributes running the football to like physicality and toughness, and. Him saying that, like, oh, Notre Dame's going to probably run the football for more, which, by the way, they did. They outrushed Ohio State. The reality was, though, they didn't make the plays the other plays that they needed to in the critical moments, so they lost the game. But him saying that wasn't not true. And I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't look at it as, like, a slight to Ryan Day. He was just like, hey, I think this Notre Dame's kind of team's built like these teams we've been in the past. That's what I think is going to happen. So, anyway, the, the reaction that I got from that was like, oh, he's being critical. I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess it's critical in the sense of, like, if you're head coach after a game where you've got your quarterback who has a tremendous drive down the stretch, your players play their tails off in a physical battle, win it, and you don't talk about them first off of that win, like moments after the the win occurs, like, yeah, that struck me as a bit odd. <laughs> like, is that taking a shot? I, I don't know. But you could have said whatever you want about Lou Holtz at your press conference after the game. I don't know that that was like the moment that I think as a player, I'd want to be like, if I'm Kyle McCord, like, dude, I, I had third down throws and conversions, fourth down conversions. Like, I'd want to hear my coach how excited he is about like the step that I took as his quarterback. Yeah, he came up very sensitive to uh, obviously hearing the criticism and, and hearing the words. And I was the same thing when I was watching it on the plane. I was like, what is he talking about? What did Lou Holtz say? Because I thought, was this something from months ago? And then Lou Holtz was asked about it this week and just doubled down. <laughs> he just yeah. said, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. Nothing I mean. he said wasn't true. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't true. <laughs> It's great, man. I, I love this coach on coach crime, man. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's great for the sport. It's fun to do. Yeah. Nobody, got, there's, there's some, some people are like, oh, if you criticize, uh, you know, Ryan Day, you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot of other idiotic things people do in public sometimes, you know, and, and I don't, I don't know that that was necessarily, you know, idiotic in any yeah. way. So I don't think it, I don't think it was a criticism. I think you gave your opinion. You know, I think people, I mean, can, as a player, would you like their opinions. defense? Their defense defense played great. Wouldn't you kind of be like, why is coach not talking about us? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't know. The, the, the other thing is, like, the game's on NBC, and that was, like, on Friday on ESPN. And so, like, I think there's a disconnect, too, in him thinking, like, everyone saw this. It's like, well, dude, no one knows what you're talking about, what Lou Holtz said. I don't think too many people care outside of that situation I, I just exactly it's an opinion like it is what it is like <laughs> moving on <laughs> like who cares like you, you thought it was bizarre like it doesn't matter like it's, it is what it is like you're allowed you're entitled to feel that way Ryan Day is entitled to feel like he was slighted you know Lou Holtz is entitled to give his his information I mean it's it's you know they're coaches. We're, we're analysts. They're fans out there. Everybody's going to think what they're going to think, how they're going to think it. Like, I, I just get, I, I find it weird when people 
condemn others for having opinions like they're going to come at you for having an opinion about thinking it's bizarre like yeah, it is what it is yeah. I'm sure somebody thinks there's something bizarre about the opinion that they have about something you know and it is what it is be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with Brady Quinn Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo, of course you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Speaking of a college game day experience like none other, a man who experienced one last Saturday, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can also get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, fresh off his trip to South Bend for that classic between his Ohio State Buckeyes and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Albert Breer, how are we feeling here? How are we doing, Brady? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Bang. Wow. Hey, hey, Albert. Tell me about the – Tell me about the the uh, the crowd there. T- tell tell everyone, all our listeners, about the crowd and the split between Ohio State and Notre Dame fans. It was pretty heavy. Note. I, I will say this: like, I I'd never been there before, and everybody threw the word around, threw the word special around about that campus and about the stadium, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. It lived up to expectations. And you were right; like, it was not. I think, like, it's the Georgia game that's the bad one for you guys, right? Like, that that was the invasion or whatever. Um, it was a lot of green and not as much red. But you could tell there were a fair amount of us there at the end when it started emptying out. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, it, 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 helped to, it helps, too, it, when you've got some guys <laughs> in white and black, too. That might have uh, might have helped the cause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bang, bang. I didn't think now, look, to uh, yourself to that. <laughs> Ohio State got the win. Kyle McCord made the plays he needed to down the stretch. And then obviously, you know, the final two plays. I mean, if you can't put 11 out there on the field, you don't deserve to win, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's the ultimate truth of it. And the Notre Dame fans have to deal with that. And, look, Ohio State's still got Penn State Michigan on the schedule. Those are some yep. big, big-time matchups. And we'll see what this conversation sounds like after you got to play against Penn State coming up. Oh, so. man. Yeah. Jeez. Or are you rooting yeah. for Penn State now? Because I thought we should be rooting for each other now, right? Like, shouldn't we be? Why, why is that, uh, Albert? Yeah. I do a first show off, with you well, every Albert, day. Bang, bang. Yeah. Albert, first off, well, we can, we can I can't take a bias here, can I? Look better, or you can, we can make your loss look better. It's like a mutual benefit here. Plus, we have we have we have one common enemy, us in Notre Dame. I know that. Bang bang. I mean, who's that? No, Ohio State fans have had a lot to say after uh, Ryan Day's post game comments, and then how I kind of just said it seemed kind of bizarre to me. But how you feel about those post game comments, Albert? I mean, I think that the guy who had to listen to a narrative about his team for. I mean, going on two years now, was frustrated with it. And I, like, I, like just having some insight into what was happening in that building over the days leading up to the game, I know they felt like everybody was crapping on them all week. And I think the Lou Holtz thing just I, – I would say Lou Holtz was in the unfortunate spot of like sort of teeing it up for them where it just kind of made everything that had built up over the course of the week explode. And so I don't think it was specific to Lou Holtz as much as it was, all right, we've been hearing this for four or five days now. We've been hearing how we are physical for two years. We've been hearing how Notre Dame is the better team and they're going to beat us. 
And then the former Notre Dame coach goes and basically says everything that everybody had been saying about them all week. And, I mean, just teed it up for them. So, um, by the way, fun fact, did you guys know that Lou Holtz, this is real too, Lou Holtz was actually in the womb the last time Notre Dame beat Ohio State. That's a true fact. That's a true, true, um, that's a, that's a real fact. You can look that up. Bang. Well, the other real fact is Ohio State still didn't stop Notre Dame's rushing attack. I mean, Notre Dame rushed for 175. I'm just saying, like, if if, if the questions came out, Albert, about their ability to run the football, stop the run, they're still kind of there, are they not? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Like, I think... I think the, the the biggest question that was answered on on Saturday to me was whether or not they Ohio State has a quarterback. Like I think, yeah, that's Kyle I mean, McCord. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he played tough. Like you just saw a kid who was really level in a big moment. Like I don't know that CJ would have. You know, CJ was a great player at Ohio State. I don't know that CJ would have pulled off what Kyle did. You know, in the last two minutes of that game. Um, so like that that part of it's really really good. But I mean, yeah, I think that the, there's no question that the line of scrimmage issue. That Ohio State had, um, you know, against Michigan a couple of years ago. I mean, and look, granted, Notre Dame has a great offensive line and a really good defensive front, but um, I would say like that that part of the game um, is a lot better than it was. But there's still some 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 ground to make up, no question. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so as we transition over to the NFL, Albert, I got to ask you because are you have you heard anything yet as to are there some teams out there that have been so bad early on that we're talking about potential hot seats or coaches? I know Brandon Staley, you know, was bailed out by his defense, but how close are we getting to maybe some organizations looking at some changes here coming up uh, when it comes to the coaching staffs around the league? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the couple that I would look at, I mean, I, it's just kind of like big picture um, where some of these teams are at. I, I think, you know, certainly – there are going to be some questions about the Bears um, and where they're headed coming out of this year if it doesn't get better. And this is going to be a critical couple of weeks for them, or a critical critical stretch of of, of five days for them because um, you know, like last week, I think coming out of the things that happened with their coordinators, with you know, obviously the defensive coordinator resigning, and I think the lot a lot less serious thing with the offensive coordinator and, and Justin Fields. Um, you can sort of see what coming, like what came, which was the. Uh, the blowout loss to Kansas City, you know, which is a really bad spot for them. Over the next five, over the next week, they play on Sunday, um, the, the Broncos, and, and then four days later on Thursday night, the Commanders. I think they need to look a lot better. Um, you know, and, and I think that they, at the very least, not saying they need to go 2-0 and in that stretch, but I think they, they, they need to look like more of a group that's locked in and still playing hard for Matt Eberflus in the and the program needs to look like it's still in the right place. And so I think, you know, if, if this is just the beginning of, of the team circling the drain, I think, the, you know, Bears would certainly be one that we weren't looking at before the season uh, that you'd have to look at based on what's happened here over the first three weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, you know, like the, the, the pressure on the Jets to win certainly is there. And so, you know, I think if as long as they get close to 500 this year, I think Robert Saul and that staff are okay. Um, if this winds up being a three or a four or a five win team, you know, which I, I think they've got the talent is way better than that um, there, then, you know, I think certainly those questions are going to be asked. Like, do you have to act with urgency and go and bring in another coach for Aaron Rodgers? 
um, in 2024, presuming he comes back. Um, the Brandon Staley question is going to be out there, certainly because of you know like his contract, and he's only got one year left on his contract after this year. So uh, sort of a decision point coming there, and obviously there's a lot of talent on the roster. You know, Josh McDaniels in Vegas, you know, I, I think that they have to show that they've made progress. We haven't really seen a ton of that the first three weeks. Um, so, like, I, there are a handful where you can say, you know, I wouldn't say hot seat yet, but you're at least kind of like watching how the next few weeks go, um, where, you know, in those situations, maybe that's something we're talking about come, you know, like right around November 1st. A.B., I, I got two questions for you. I mean, I guess it's two questions, but uh, two big two big games this weekend, my estimation, um, that I'm paying close attention to, the Ravens versus the Browns and uh, Miami versus Buffalo. Can you tell me, like, I know it's early in the year, but what, I mean, you got to believe that there's some tremendous implications connected to the the Browns and the Ravens game. Also, I mean, if Miami seems to be a step up game for them, if they can win this game against Buffalo, maybe they've put everybody on notice that they're actually for real. What what's your take on it? Yeah, so like with the with the Browns Ravens game, I think this is sort of um, a prove it game in a lot of ways for the Browns. You know, like the defense has been. And almost historically good for three weeks under Jim Schwartz. And I think that sort of emerged as one of the underrated moves of the offseason to the hire of Jim Schwartz. And if you look at Schwartz's resume, maybe we should have seen this coming. Um, but, I mean, to only allow one offensive touchdown for three weeks obviously is outstanding. And now being able to do it in a big spot against a division rival, a team that's been good for a long, long time, um, would mean a lot. And then I think Deshaun Watson building on what he did last week, which – you know, I know the coaches had sort of drilled into Deshaun going into the game against Tennessee. We, we want you to be completion-driven. We want you to take the easy ones. And um, I think they got some results off of that. So whether or not Deshaun can build on that going up against a, a really good Ravens defense, um, you know, it sort of becomes that sort of proving ground for both Watson and, and the Browns defense. You know, then the Miami-Buffalo game, to me, I, I think if Miami is what we think they are, then this becomes a real heavyweight bout. And I – I think what's so amazing about what Mike McDaniel's done in Miami, it's and, – and I had a scout say this to me, um, you know, on Sunday, like right after the Dolphins got done playing. He said, like, what's so unique about them is it's not often that you see a team that's dynamic and explosive, but also efficient and consistently productive. And so, like, I went back and I looked at the performance on Sunday against the Broncos. And granted, Denver's not playing well, but – I mean, they didn't face a third down, guys, until the second quarter. And they weren't in third and long, and in any third and more than four, right? Any third more than four until their seventh touchdown drive. I mean, that level of efficiency is insane. And you figure the defense is going to keep getting better with Vic Fangio there. They haven't been great through three weeks, but you figure it's going to get better over, over the course of the season with Vic there. And this becomes a real heavyweight bout because I think Buffalo is rounded into form after that really disappointing opener against the Jets, and they've looked really good the last two weeks. So, you know, I, where I where I think like the the, the Browns Ravens game becomes like a pre proving ground for Cleveland, a chance for them to kind of level up. Um, I look at the Miami Buffalo game, and again, if Miami is who we think they are, we shouldn't look at Miami as an up and coming team anymore. This should be a heavyweight a heavyweight fight. Uh, Albert, as we talk about then the Denver Broncos moving forward, 
I mean, obviously the the finger, the blame gets pointed at, at one of two spots, either the head coach or the quarterback. Yeah. The head coach has got there. Is this ultimately going to fall on Russell Wilson then if they can't figure this out? Even though, again, I mean, you, it's not like he was out there trying to play defense, you know, and, and you could say right. you want about where the offense is at. But I, I just feel like that right now, it feels pretty uncomfortable out in Denver if you're a Broncos yeah. fan, right? Yeah, and I, and I think, Brady, like, the, the thing that's tough is, like, like Russell Wilson's contract is going to be really difficult to get out of. And I and I think, in fairness, I think you're right, like, to, to bring that up. Like, I, I, he really hasn't been the problem. Like, when I went no. back and I watched that game again, like, I, I think he was mostly fine. You know, like, it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't him that was letting Tyreek Hill and, and Devin A-Chain and all those guys run free through the secondary. Like, um, you know, so I, I think – Denver's an inter- in an interesting spot. You know, I mentioned that with the with the Bears, how their their schedule becomes a little bit more manageable. Well, same goes for the Broncos. The Broncos have the Bears this week, and then they have the Jets the week after that. So, can they get it together and and look like a you know like a, a playoff contending team over the next two weeks? I think that that's gonna I think that's gonna tell us a lot about where they go. I think it could affect the way that they they handle everything up to the trade deadline. You know. Um, because if they come out of this 0-5 and they somehow lose to both the Bears and the Jets, well, now are we talking about, and I don't think they trade Pats or 10, but would they talk about trading Justin Simmons or Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton? They've got good players in that team, Garrett Bowles, um, that they could get something for. So, you know, I think they're at a really critical point. Here's the other thing that I think is sort of interesting, and you guys could probably speak to this better than me. Sean Payton ran a really old-school tough, difficult training camp and a really old-school, tough offseason in general. If the players aren't getting results, how are they going to look at that if they are 1-4 or 0-5 coming out of the first five games of the season? That's just something that's up on my radar because those players went through a lot last year, and obviously um, there were a lot of players who were, who were out on, on what Nathaniel Hackett and, and, and that staff had done by the end of last year. I mean, is this going to be a roster that's going to be quick to detach this year too? There's just a lot going on there, and I and I and I think, interestingly enough, like last year, Russell Wilson was part of, was a huge part of the problem. I almost feel like Russell Wilson is way down the list of problems right now, and those problems could become much bigger if they don't find a way to to get a couple wins over the next couple of weeks and with a couple of very winnable games against Chicago and the Jets. Get him Statistically on. speaking, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah. if you look at Russell Wilson's overall stats this season compared to Patrick Mahomes, they're not that far off. And by the way, that does include, obviously, a Hail Mary touchdown that, that makes it look a little better. But the reality yeah. is, like, he, he hasn't been their biggest issue. No, no, no. And I think, like, it's I, – I just – I wonder about the mix there, Brady, when you have a team, again, that was out pretty quickly on Nathaniel Hackett and now we're three weeks into the Sean Payton era, and it didn't look like they played particularly hard against the Dolphins. Um, yeah. You know, I just I, I, I think it's going to be really interesting just kind of seeing how locked in that team is over the next couple of weeks to try and save their yeah. season here. Uh, get them I mean, on. We, we didn't mention Taylor Swift once, by the way. No, I mean, God. I know you want to keep want to kick Albert that? out, but you don't want to. Do, hey, do you, you guys, ask do you guys about that? that do, you, do you guys think the whole thing's scripted? I'm starting to become convinced because the NFL is the NFL is pushing this storyline pretty hard, and I see the benefits they're getting from it. And I don't know; they've always been sort of after the female audience, so I might be willing to put on my tinfoil hat on that one a little bit. 
Yeah, it's uh doesn't make sense. I'm tired of it. They don't need that crap. Let the NBA have those storylines. We got football here. You know what I mean? We don't need any of that That's BS. Right. Uh, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Uh, really uh, confident, feeling good about things. Uh, he's got a just a huge matchup against Maryland coming up here in a, in a little over a Next week. Next week, so, we'll yeah. be there for it. We'll, we'll be in Columbus for it. That's right. Maryland can get him. Yep. So, uh, so we're going to uh, America, catch up Maryland with uh, with Albert next week, senior NFL Ohio reporter State. at the MMQB. Albert, appreciate it as always. Thanks for adjusting with us here and coming on a Friday, and we'll do it again next Thursday. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. There he is. The uh, connection was Albert better Albert. Yeah, on a was. Friday, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's like that or, or Thursday connection. I don't know. It's very yeah. bizarre. <laughs> oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.